Coming up, Brexit. Chase Bank hire K2 to audit Zenith in the US. And how does one of the leading agencies and an auditor end up in court? Hello and welcome to IDCOM's Media Snack, episode 32. Uh, we've got a lot to get through today. We do. Um, what an interesting set of circumstances uh, and some kind of chaos that's going on. We'll start today by talking about Brexit. So that's the UK's referendum uh, decision to leave the European Union and then what the implications of that might be uh, on our industry. That's right. JP Morgan, a large bank in the US, have hired K2 to go and do an audit of uh, Zenith in the US. Yep. Uh, and finally, uh, Group M in the UK have uh, taken firm decisions, one of the leading financial auditors in media, to the high court with global implications. So we'll look at what is going on and how has that ended up in court. Yeah. All coming up on today's Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich. Right, first up today, let's tackle the big one, Brexit. Uh, we're seven days since the UK took a decision in a referendum that the country would leave the European Union. Yeah. Um, and that has had and will have big implications, I think, on the, the UK, but it's also had some quite dramatic effects on markets around the world yeah. and sentiment to, to the country and kind of political narrative. We need to, I guess, consider what the implications may be. It's early days, but yeah. the implications on the marketing and the media industry. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, the first thing is kind of stunned the industry. There were some immediate reactions. Um, ITV share price was down 20% the day yeah. after. Um, uh, the industry experts were suggesting that marketeers would uh, stop spending. Um, I think what we found is that decision-making, the decision-making process has come to a little bit of a halt. Mm. Uh, naturally so, because yeah. nobody quite knows what's going to happen. So we found this, I think, in 2010, yeah. uh, just after the election when the coalition came together. There was just inertia in mm. decision-making, which yeah. is a frightening thing when it, when it looks to marketing. Yeah. So what, what I think the industry is looking for is clear leadership, not least in a Brexit government that can begin to uh, clearly articulate a strategy to navigate Brexit, but also within the marketing community, strong leadership within you know, the CMO community yeah. to try and uh, calm the situation down, uh, begin to see the opportunities that are present within the Brexit situation yeah. and begin to develop a plan behind it. It's quite, I mean, it's been, you know, the general narrative has been quite negative. We've yeah. seen the markets crash down and there's kind of this big circle of negativity. It's a danger that that can spiral into some form of recession, which, is, which would be obviously yeah. a terrible thing. Um, you know, I think those that are calling for hope and optimism and positivity, well, hope's a bit of a hopeless thing to say, isn't it? But, but actually some leadership, as you yeah. say, and some optimism and some positivity. <clears throat> um, I mean, I'm really interested in the, this, this parallel, this idea that, you know, we, in taking this decision as a country, we have rejected the status quo. Yeah. Um, and now it is uncharted, completely uncharted, which is uh, unsettling for many. But actually, I think in the, those times of chaos and disruption and uncertainty is when the best innovation 
That's happens right. and the opportunity for the entrepreneur yeah. to stride out and take a point of view on where we should be headed um, not just defer to the political leadership but I think within the industry we need we need beacons of of guidance uh, with clear ideas yeah. of where the where the industry is going to go and where the opportunities are going to go but we haven't we still haven't heard much yet it's early days but we haven't heard that much from brands yeah um, what do what are marketers thinking now about Brexit? How can we yeah. understand that? Uh, well, I think they're probably trying to identify where the opportunities lie. Because, I mean, one thing that we are certain of is that there will be opportunities that arise from this decision. Yeah. Uh, I'd imagine that it will be those slightly more agile, more innovative brands that will be able to spot the opportunities quicker, yeah. uh, perhaps far more than the more established, larger organisations yeah. that can exploit the opportunities that arise. So there will be those brands that, uh, s that see their, their own strengths and, and perhaps opportunities in, in exporting to the US and to yeah. Asia. There'll be those brands that have uh, you know, uh, initial challenges to deal with, but perhaps are more flexible uh, and nimble enough to yeah. work around those kind of challenges. And then unfortunately, there are going to be those brands that are terrified, that are frozen in fear and inertia, mm. that are hoping that this will all go away, and they're the ones that I think will probably suffer most. Yeah. So I mean, our, our I suppose our hope and expectation is that you know that we will we'll see the perhaps the rising of a of a really good challenger mindset, mm. not just chat within challenger brands, but I think just generally, um, you know, companies, are, large companies, large advertisers have been confronted with the challenge of disruption for a number of years. Um, this is giant disruption. Yeah. Perhaps those brands that are prepared have experimented with disruption, have got a mindset that, that enables them to disrupt themselves and be innovative and more creative. And they'll actually embrace it, right? yeah. that, that, that use that as an impetus to move forward. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, good time for some, terrifying time uh, for others. We'll, uh, we'll see which marketers over the coming months are willing to take some of that control um, and be brave. Next up, Chase Bank, which is the retail part of JP Morgan, a massive US bank, yeah. have asked K2 and Firm Decisions mm -hmm. to conduct a forensic audit of Zenith Optimedia. Zenith, which was yeah. the um, which is the incumbent agency responsible for. JP. And these were the two companies, K2 Intelligence and Firm Decisions, who were contracted by the Association of National Advertisers to to write the recent report into media rebate practice. That's right. And yeah. the CMO of Chase Bank is on the board of the ANA. Right, okay. So, you know, she's had, uh, you know, exposure to all of the findings that have gone through the, the, the entire process of the investigation. Yeah. And she, as part of Chase Bank, is the first large advertiser that have reacted, I think, yeah. to the findings from the report. Yeah. And have sent the two investigative companies to go and conduct an even more detailed uh, audit yeah. of, of that business from Zenith. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's a really big statement of intent, yeah. I think, from Chase. So I think there's, a, there's a, a couple of really interesting things about this story. What, the first one is the timing. Mm -hmm. It's happened pretty quickly after the publication of the ANA's media rebate, re yeah. rebate report, and the fact that the CMO of Chase was very close, um, you'd imagine, to, or as close as a marketer probably could be, to the findings of the report yeah. say a lot. Uh, and in the statements that the, that the advertiser has made, 
they say that they've put their relationship on hold, so there'll be yeah. no kind of future media investments until the audits are concluded, which is really uncommon um, yeah. and unprecedented, I think. Typically when an advertiser is auditing an agency, which would be which they should do anyway, should be a normal course of business, uh, it's business as usual. Yeah. You protect the relationship and there's, no, there's never any suggestion that the two stop working together. It just happens in parallel, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think for, for an advertiser to suggest they've frozen their relationship, I think you, know, you can read a, a lot into that perhaps. I think it has much bigger implications for this relationship. Mm. Um, you know, maybe we'll learn more in due course. This to me indicates three things. This is uh, a marketeer that is taking control, yeah. that has identified that media is incredibly important yeah. and that it validates the credibility of the K2 report. Yeah. I think it sets some new uh, new behaviours. It'll be interesting to see if K2 are you know, uh, contracted with any, by any other brands. Uh, and I imagine that this is going to be, you know, if you've got a, a brand whose CMO sits on the board of the ANA, yeah. making very, very clear statement of intent and action here, you can only assume that that will trickle down through other ANA members and then eventually other brands yeah. uh, in the US. So maybe this is setting some form of precedent that, we, yeah. that we'll uh, experience now. We'll wait and see. Yeah. Okay, so finally up today, we've, we've talked some quite big stories today. This is another really big one. Group M, the world's largest media buyer, yeah. has issued court proceedings against firm decisions, who we That's were right. just talking about who are an audit company and were involved, uh, they're the co-authors of the ANA rebate report. Yeah. Um, the details of the, uh, of the claim, which you can find, we'll link to it, um, it's public domain and it details uh, Group M's concern that Firm Decisions has come into possession of Group M information and they're challenging and questioning the, uh, the NDA that they've got in place between the two of them. Yeah. And the challenge that Group M have got is that they're worried that the information that Firm Decisions has come into possession of could be misused. So they're requesting really the deletion uh, and a, a, they, they want oath that the documents have been deleted and will not be misused. That's right. Firm Decisions hadn't responded to requests for Group M in order to do that and so they've issued proceedings in the High Court. Yeah. Uh, which is a kind of unprecedented. We don't often see, sometimes yeah. we see agencies taking each other to court. Yeah. Uh, we saw that over the, the government uh, media buying operation a couple of years ago, Aegis and Group M ended up in the high court here. Uh, but agency and auditor is, yeah, is very and rare. It's, and, it's, and it's unpleasant and unhealthy, I think, for the, for the industry at a time when uh, these things just don't need to take place. So um, firm decisions, as you said, the author of, of ANA, have to be impeccable. They have to be whiter than white in the way that they operate. Mm. And um, from what we've read, uh, Group M, I think, have got every right to challenge uh, firm decisions in the way that they've yeah. kind of operated. Um, you know, they have an obligation, I think, to the industry to be impeccable in the way that they behave. Yeah, I mean, now more than ever as well, when yeah. there are questions over you know, deep questions over trust and transparency of agencies you need to rely more than ever on the audit community to be able to go in and do their job and to have, you know, frosty relationships between agents, or very suspicious relationships. I mean, it's yeah. quite accusatory between 
a large agency and a large auditing company yeah. is not healthy. Absolutely. And, and, and it will just prevent you know, collaboration moving forward. If you're an advertiser and you, you employ firm decisions to go and do a job, to do what they do well, yeah. uh, you want the, the, the relationship between the agency and firm decision to be respectful. Yeah. Uh, and you know, this is just not helping. Yeah. And it, it indicates, I think, you know, perhaps rising tensions between, which may have been there, you know, below the surface, but now it's coming out into yeah. the open, the real rising tension between the agencies uh, and the audit community, particularly those involved in the ANA report, given that firm decisions, uh, you know, the ANA is just about imminently in the next few days to publish the guidelines that firm decisions has written on how to manage mm. agency transparency better. You think that's a coincidence? Uh, the timing's probably coincidence in terms of the behaviours, but I think both things independently just show that there is a tension in the relationship, I think, between ad agency and their auditor, and that's not good for advertisers. It's just making things right work. Okay, that's it for this week. Uh, more big stories next week. Bye for now. Have a good weekend.